Welcome to the Parker Avery Group's podcast series, Talk Retail to Me, where we offer insights and realistic advice from experts in the retail and consumer brands industries. If you're new to Parker Avery and this podcast, we are a leading retail and consumer goods consulting firm with over 600 years of collective experience, both as consultants as well as leadership positions in the industry. Our firm uniquely combines deep industry experience with consulting expertise and world-class talent to deliver meaningful results. Our approach allows us to build successful, long-term relationships with some of the most recognizable retail and consumer brands in the world. If you're interested in learning more about the Parker Avery Group, we invite you to visit parkeravery.com. This week, we're going to take a bit of a departure from our usual industry focus and talk about an initiative that's near and dear to our firm's culture, and that is our partnership with Retail ROI and the JEDI Challenge. We began this relationship early in 2021 with a sponsorship of Retail ROI's Super Friday event, which led to another sponsorship of the March Gladness event, which, by the way, the 2022 March Gladness event is coming up. Those two events begin a series of conversations among Parker Avery's team about what more we could do to help beyond event sponsorships. Our initial thoughts were to have a team trip to Jamaica to assess needs and identify projects where we could make an impact, but like many things, the pandemic got in the way. Undeterred, we put our heads together and tossed around ideas with Retail ROI's Greg Busek, which ultimately led us to the Fergus Simpson Foundation in Jamaica. That is where we were blessed to meet Janeth Brown, Carol, and Laro Madden. A long-term objective of the foundation was to build an entrepreneur program in Chapelton, and the Jedi Challenge is an initial step towards achieving this goal. I'm so excited to talk about the Jedi Challenge, in particular what our young Jedi leaders have been up to since it ended late last year, as well as plans going forward. Joining me today are Greg Busek from Retail ROI, as well as Janet Brown, Carol and Laro Madden from the Fergus Simpson Foundation in Jamaica, along with Clay Parnell, our President Managing Partner, and Carrie Havel, a Senior Manager with the firm. So let's dive right in. It, it doesn't seem that long ago, and then sometimes it seems really long ago when we last had our Jedi Award ceremony. And, and I remember we we had a hard time hanging up from that the, the yeah. ceremony. But and I think most of us from the Jedi Council have been keeping in touch with our Jedi's over the holidays, and of course throughout the new year. But can we get an, an update on the six Jedi's and what they've done since the awards ceremony back in November? Yes, we will speak, yes. Janet. Yes. Yeah, I will go ahead and share with you um, what has been happening with our Jedis. So we have had meetings with them and just wanted to give you some updates. So Shanique McLean, as you know, the spotlight was on her. Shanique had started out with the name Bad Gal Cosmetics, and she has decided to make a change in her name because she thought it would have a better appeal in the marketplace. So she is now trading as Shattered Beauty. Beauty Skincare, she has finished formulating her product recipes. She has purchased material ingredients and equipment. She has started advertising via Instagram, TikTok, and of course, word of mouth. She has gotten her business number. She has registered her business. She has created her skincare products. At this point, she has turmeric and honey soap, cafe mocha soap, and she's pricing them at 1,200 Jamaican Lara, that would be roughly $7, maybe? I'm not sure. Not sure. 
And she will start delivering on Saturday, as in Saturday of this week. Oh, boy. And then we, yes. But Janet, <laughs> you got your delivery already. Look like you've been using the product. Thank you so much. Well. <laughs> yes. And and by the way, she is committed. She said she was going to deliver her product to the ROI and Jedi Council when you come to Jamaica. She's ready to do that. Oh, and then we had Sharika. So Sharika's trading as the Cake Shack. So she did purchase her commercial cake mixer and decorator set. She baked cakes and sold them during the Christmas season. And she has been doing other types of pastries since then. What she's noticing is that although she focuses on cakes, she has a product, two products, rock buns and sugar buns that are doing very well in the off cake season. She's looking forward to February with Valentine. She's targeting that. She's also on Instagram with the Cake Shack. Nicordo, his report has shown that he is trading as Dussard Farms. He had a hundred chickens ready for Christmas and they were all sold. He says he has expanded his facility to accommodate more chickens. Nice. Then we we have Jody Ann trading as the girls club. I think she also changed her name from what was on the original business plan. She has ordered her items from Amazon. She has gotten to collect them. There was a problem. The supply chain problem we've been having in retail did mm-hmm. affect her getting her products on time but she has them and she's right now starting up her website. She has registered, she has her name. She's spending February to focus on making the content to start marketing. So videos and pictures of the products. She will be advertising by social media marketing. She's costing the product right now. She's planning on doing the market in March and launching in April. And her website has been posted on shopsettings.com. And then we have Sante. So Sante ordered her items also from Amazon. There was again a delay. She is in the process of making her products. She already has some of the products and she operates. So what she plans to do, and this was very, I thought, innovative, even though she's in school, she plans on going to the marketplace in Maypen, the capital of Clarendon, and set up her tent in the marketplace. And so she will be offering a lot of samples and promoting directly to the market from there, as well as she is online. She is on Amazon. Um, I'm sorry, she is on Instagram. Shalene has been, we have been working with her to start piloting, even though she cannot launch into Shalene Children's Home, to start piloting something on the weekends. So she is presently identifying some of the students who are at risk or youths who are at risk in the community. And what we're going to do, she's going to use the FSF Missions House, and she is looking at starting overnight weekend life skill sessions, having persons who can connect with the children. I think that's going to be probably May, June before we see that starting, but she is scouting out the market and trying to come up with a product that would at least prepare or help the students who are potential, who would represent the potential market segment she's targeting. She's also speaking to a family about leasing a home that's there, trying to enter a lease agreement with them to start up Shalene's children's home. And I think, let me see, I think I covered everyone. Is there anyone I may have missed out? I think you got it. I think it. I covered everyone. Yeah, I yeah. think you did too. Uh, it's so exciting to hear about them. 
It's, yeah. you know, we got so close in those six weeks, seven weeks that we had the class. Yeah. And now to hear them moving forward, it just, it just kind of brings it all back, at least for me. Sorry. I just have a quick question. It's like two of the Jedi's have changed the name of their business. Do we have any insight into what the, what kind of drove the decision to change the names? Yes. Shanique felt that bad gal attracted a kind of target market that she didn't, she didn't think that it would have positioned her well in the market to have that name. Yep. It had negative connotations. It did. That was what she changed hers. Yeah. And then I think shattered beauty, she saw it as if you think your beauty is shattered, I can restore it. And so I think that's why she went with that name. Girls plug. I think she thought it was more, I'm not sure what, I think it was appellicious. No, it was for Jodi Ann was originally Girls Are Us, and yes. she she had she had actually changed her name during the business plan development because it was so close to Babies Are Us and Toys Are Us, yes. and so she felt that that was too close. So she wanted to be plugged into girls, and, and I think that was where she was going with that. So she had already yeah. done that, and I have been following both of those businesses on Instagram. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah me too. Okay. So fun to see. It is. Thank you. Thanks, Gary. So it sounds like everyone's moving forward. And, and again, that's that's so wonderful to hear. Any challenges that, that any have faced? It sounds like Shalene may have to, had to take a little bit of a different direction from her original course. Not necessarily a challenge, but it's just a different path to growing that organization. What other, are there any obstacles have they, they run into that we can maybe help out with? Yes, actually, we have had some interesting ones. For example, one of the things, I, I think this was Jodi Ann. She had purchased something online and and it just wasn't vetted properly. So she was almost scammed, but she recovered it, spoke with the bank. And so that gave her just an awareness of how to vet the market, vet the clients, the producers, the vendors. We also had one of the things I think, and Larry, you may be able to identify with this, I think. I would say they've had to tweak their target market or understand how to modify products for example, with Sharika, one of the challenge was she was zoned in on cakes. And so she had to understand that she could expand it. And I think she's looking at that now to pastry. I've recognized that they are understanding how business really and truly yeah. works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how to <laughs> balance what you learn in school yep. or balance the theory now with a practical expression. So. I saw a lot of learning and that came out of that experience, actually doing business. And what I appreciated is that they stuck to their business plan or they visited the business plan regularly. And Good. I, I want to commend all the, the feedback that they got from Parker Avery, who did the the workshops with them and the training because inside those and I've seen a couple of them were some wonderful gems and sometimes those are the things that you have to pull back on to help you and give you you know the drive even the name change mm-hmm. you know that is something that they actually experience um, out there and then there are other things like Nicardo 
learned that, you know, once you've grown the, the chicken and the chicken is prepared for market, then it needs to be transported to the market. And, and that wasn't spelled out in his business plan. So he had to accommodate that and make the plan or the plan to get his product to market. And he's also experiencing some supply chain problems, some inputs. In Jamaica, this particular time of year is usually a shortage of baby chicks. So mm-hmm. you would have had to put your order in uh, long before, like three months before, but you would have missed that. So when he goes to buy baby chicks, so I'd explain to him that these are some of the threats that you have no control over, but you have to be patient. And I think it's important to build the necessary relationships in business because it's relationships that will really and truly define your business success. And that was good. But they are learning. Yeah, that's that's great. You know, it's funny. My, my son's got a project in college where he needed a business plan. Uh-huh. And I found the old business plan for my company from 1999 that I put together. And uh, gosh, the company went in completely different directions than where we started in 1999. But it's a lot easier to steer something that's moving than it is to, you know, steer something that's just completely stationary. So they learn that and they move on it. And that's, that's great. That's great encouragement there. So that's an important learning from the, the exercise and maybe something we can touch on next Tuesday. Cause we are regrouping with the, with the inaugural Jedi class next Tuesday night. So excited about that. But I think one of the important things to, to remember for them, and then of course, going forward with another Jedi 2.0 is that the business plan isn't something that you do once and then you put it on a shelf and say, that's a nice thing. Mm-hmm. It, it should be a living, breathing document. And as they develop these learnings and, and maybe change directions a little bit, they should periodically update it. It's not, you know, a, a monthly thing. Maybe it's a, a couple times a year. You take a look back and say, what's changed and what do we need to update and what new direction maybe we need to take a look at going into. I think that's something that we, we need yeah. to make sure that they are, it's okay to change it a little bit as right. you go forward, as you learn things. That's, that's critical because, you know, if you look at it as I have to fit into this business plan and it's rigid and it, these are the guidelines, you'll get pigeonholed and missed opportunities. But if you, mm-hmm. if you look at it as a way of, Hey, I'm going to filter everything through this business plan from a perspective of these are all the things I got to think about. If I make this change, mm-hmm. it can be really, really effective. And clearly they're learning constantly. So as they go through steps, yeah. they're, they're learning what they want to do and can do right places looking for. So their ability to be flexible is, is all going to you know, make them more successful. I'm really encouraged what I hear about just the level of commitment all of them were continuing to follow through. You know, they had to make a big, I'll just call it a leap of faith when they signed up for this, you know, last fall because they were the first ones. Uh, we hadn't met them. We were new out of the gate and they were stepping into something that was that was new to them. And so I think we all were stepping into an unknown, uncharted territory last fall, but to see what they've been able to stick with is just, is just amazing. Knowing that um, throughout the course, 
the the Jedi's really kind of formed a bond with one another and began to do some peer coaching with one another and really support each other's businesses. Are we seeing that that has continued? Have they continued to foster those relationships? Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. They they continue to keep in touch with each other. And we also have periodical WhatsApp meeting. We have a WhatsApp group, so periodically I will call them. And together we just find out what challenges are you having? Is everything going okay? So we keep in touch with them and they keep in touch with each other. That's awesome. I love that. Well, thank you all for the update. It's so encouraging to hear. It just makes my heart happy. We're going to do Jedi 2.0 in the summer. And so that's already on, you know me, I'm a planner, so that's already on my radar very much. What criteria are you considering for the next challenge as far as the participants that you'll be choosing from? Because I know I know there was a lot of interest in, in 1.0. Yes, well, <clears throat> it is said that experience is the greatest teacher. And I, I was really encouraged to see how the younger Jedi's performed in their presentations and their, their commitment. So one of the things that I am rec- going to recommend to the FSF team and Sister Janet is that we establish a closer working relationship with Clarendon College and to work with the business teacher or if they have an entrepreneurial program, maybe encourage them to put one in place and to work with also what is in the schools in Jamaica, like the 4-H clubs, if you guys are aware, that does some fantastic work in in some of the years that these are the offer set of Jedi's work. You know, home economics, the baking, the catering, the farming, which is one of their top program, but also help in making presentations, putting plans together, how to make decisions, how to run meetings. You know, those are some of the things. So we, we want to work with that group and to bring them into a team so that, you know, we can have another expression of teamwork make the dream work. So they will be encouraging one another. And if they're all at school, they can also encourage one another. So that's what I'm looking for, that we can work with that team or that age group that is about reaching 17, 18, and then we help them to make the next step and that they can grow with us. What I would like though, also to recommend is that the present Jedi's, we take them on because they are going to be in what we will call CPD, Continuous Professional Development, or Continuous Learning, that they now can be the ones to mentor, to share their experiences, and, and to expand it as a team. So it will really continue to grow and develop to be a community-based initiative that can spread not just in Chapleton or Clarendon College, but to some of the other schools. Maybe FSF could establish entrepreneurial clubs now in the schools, just like you have 4-H clubs. So that, that's an idea. So, But again, for the next program is to ensure that we recruit persons 
that are in school, and this school we're looking at is Clarendon College, and to engage with the teacher like we did. And there might be other others in the school who are interested in business or entrepreneurship who are not in the business stream. They might also come from family businesses that we would need to equip them you know, a knowledge of how business work so that they can help their, their family or their parents or so on. So that's what I would want, <clears throat> would want to work with for Jedi Challenge number two. <laughs> I think that's great. I was actually going to suggest that I'm hoping that the students from Jedi One would be able to serve as coaches and mentors for a future class. But I think being able to support whether it's a Jedi class version two or, or what you're talking about in Clarendon is a, is a great opportunity for them to continue to give back. That's right. Well, one of, one of the things I know I've been approached about since, and I think this has to go into our future plan, is I do have persons who are not in school who have come and approached us. They heard about the program and wondered if we would be willing to look at those who are recently graduated, which would mirror a Shalene and a Sharika age group. We've had quite a few requests from individuals. I think we're committed to do what Lara is saying, which is to go to Clarendon College. And I see where we could work with churches, especially, or community agencies who are tapping into these people. And probably that, that may be a pull, but I think that's a, a longer term strategic plan we have to look at. Yeah, I think expanding that is a great idea. And one of the things that came out of the Super Friday event is I've had some companies reach out to me and say, hey, we're interested in, in helping or replicating this. So if we can help people replicate that and there are other Jedi type programs out there that's kind of the same thing that people learn and help them advance their businesses. I think that's a, a great thing, which kind of leads me to another question I had. Have other companies reached out to you all, either within Jamaica or outside Jamaica to do something similar? Yes, we, we have had some approaches, not from overseas as yet, but for example, the 4-H movement that I mentioned is looking again at the whole era of social enterprises. And that's where Shelley's business falls. We might just look at that as a not-for-profit, but it is really an enterprise now that is showing a lot of potential. And what it is, is if there's a problem that exists in a community, we want to encourage persons to develop a business that is the solution uh, to that particular problem and not just to say you're gonna develop a charity and then start to raise funds all around what you want so if there's a problem of job then we look at a social enterprise that can create jobs and you know other enterprise initiatives small businesses etc in communities the other area is training. I, I am glad that Janet mentioned that persons who are out of school and so on are asking because we could put them in that market segment. And I think my own personal experience with this program, and it has added value to the work that I do, is that now I can approach companies for which I have relationship with or corporate to say, hey, look at this program or look what Parker Avery 
in the USA has done. Look what the retail ROI has done or its functioning to help orphans and widows. And we could include a number of other groups that know whether it's physical challenges, mental challenges, and so on. And I'm going to be also approaching, for some of you would know, the, the charity that is called Food for the Poor. And they have done work for FSF. I think, Greg, you are aware of yeah. them, but also to see how we can partner some more, even with FSF. We would love to look at the rest of Jamaica, but in terms of Chapleton, Clarendon in particular, as a number of cities and towns and schools that we would want to continue to spread the light in Clarendon. For example, Janet and Carola's niece and nephew went to a school Glenmuir. called Glenmuir, which would be Glenmuir. a, and it in Maitland, the capital of Clarendon, which would be a nice place to go and establish a similar working program, you know, like this. And then we could spread it, you know, we call it one school at a time. So we make changes and add value to people's life one school at a time. And I think the school is probably the best target group and to engage with the church or churches that has connections to, you know, their parent bodies overseas, whether in the USA, UK, Canada, etc. So it would be part of our strategic plan for FSF, you know, to engage other companies and just to let you know that FSF does their summer enrichment camp. And when this camp started, well, in the first couple of years, we had a number of sponsors who were part of the program. Much of them were from the financial institutions and those who were international trading companies. And so I think we need to uh, open back those dialogues and renew those relationships. And of course, we'd like you guys to be part of it. We'd like Jamaican companies and organizations to know about Parker Avery. And for Greg to talk to other companies in Jamaica about retail ROI. You know, there, there are some guys here in Jamaica who are fabulous, fantastic philanthropists. And it would be nice to link you with some good relationships. Have Clay and Trisha here in Jamaica. So your fun day will be that kind of fun, just linking with the corporates here in Jamaica. And, you know, build those relationships. Because as I said before, especially in Jamaica and the Caribbean, relationships mm -hmm. are what defines our destiny. I say no more. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Thank you, Lara. Back to you, Greg. I'm going to put you on the spot and let you give a little plug on, on retail ROI because really that's how this whole thing yep. started yep. and happened. We're coming up on March Gladness. So you want to say a little bit about that? And yeah, so uh, March Gladness, the simple thing is we play brackets for prizes and uh, the funding. This year, we're trying to raise $40,000 through that, through corporate donation, corporate sponsorships, or individual donations. Uh, we've got over 63 prizes right now. I expect we'll have over 70 prizes for that. And the two beneficiaries are Ferguson Foundation in Jamaica and also Casita Copan 
in Honduras, which is a young age program there for kids that are in tough family situations. It's a, it's a residential care type of situation there, hence the Casita piece of it, which is a wonderful organization there down by the, the Copans down there as well. So we've been going to Honduras forever. That was like one of the first trips we ever did through ROI. And, and this is a relatively new charity. We've done worked with them for about three years for that. So that's March Gladness. The goal is to get companies, individuals involved with orphans and vulnerable kids around the world. The trips that we do are really more trips related to opening up your eyes to just the things that we take for granted, not so much from a financial standpoint or a standpoint of what goods are we have or the type of house or car we live in, but rather the skill sets that we take for granted that we can transfer very easily to somebody else and it changes their world. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's ridiculous how humble some of the requests are for, for some products. It's like, okay, yeah, an inkjet printer would change their world, you know, in some cases, or it, it's, it's just shoes or, or just help doing a plan, a business plan, like we talked about in the way that retail people think for a living. I mean, we've had, we've had situations like, for instance, in Zambia, where they're selling strawberries. Well, you get the guys who work with fresh item management and supermarkets here to talk to them about their strawberry business. You get a whole new set of ideas of ways that they can do things. And it's, so it's not so much a financial thing mm-hmm. as much as it is a knowledge and a network thing. So that's what we do with Retail ROI. That's awesome. I'll put the links to Retail ROI, March Gladness, and of course, Fergus Simpson Foundation in the show notes. So everybody can link out to those and get more information. Of course, join the fun and learn about other events and and get involved in retail ROI. And of course, reach out to me if you want to get involved in the JEDI program or learn a little bit more about it. We're coming near to the end of our time, but it's always hard to hang up with (laughs) y'all, as you know. But I think we'll see you all next Tuesday night as we regroup and appreciate you joining me. And uh, you guys have a great weekend and we'll talk to you soon. All right, wonderful. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Have a good weekend. Take care. Good afternoon. Nice joining you, Tricia. SU. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you want to learn more about Retail ROI, March Gladness, the Fergus Simpson Foundation, or the Jedi Challenge, all information will be in this episode's show notes. And of course, to learn more about the Parker Avery Group, please visit parkeravery.com or follow us on LinkedIn.